what had to be the most bizarre nativity scene anyone had ever seen. For a stable, he had opened up an old Dukes of Hazard lunchbox. Half the walls were built from Legos, and there was even an arched doorway. And, on, and there was a thermos sitting right next to the open lunchbox, kind of like a turret on a castle. And on top of the thermos was none other than Darth Vader, arms spread out as the angel of the Lord. Along one side, behind the fence from his farm set, all neatly spaced and set in as reverent an attitude as he could, were Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and the Mummy, as the wise men from the East, each with a small box sitting in front of them. On the other side, behind a Lego fence with the gate, was surrounded by several Furbies, Beanie Babies, Care Bear figurines, and assorted other stuffed animals as the sheep and the livestock. And right in there, there was this uh, Wookiee uh, cat in the hat and Hulk and Batman, for they were the shepherds. And on the lid of the lunchbox sat his sister's Barbie in a classic Rapunzel outfit as Mary. And standing behind Mary, leaning against the side of the lunchbox for stability, playing the role of Joseph, was G.I. Joe in full battle gear. And the piece de resistance was Bart Simpson in a shopping cart as the baby Jesus. <laughs> Surrounding this entire scene were California Raisins and Disney and Toy Story and McDonald's characters, as well as other characters and the rest of his action figures. They were either spectators or they were the host of heaven come to sing hallelujah to the newborn king. We weren't sure. It was a sight to behold. His mom and dad had to do everything in their power to keep from laughing because it was obvious by the look on this young man's face that he had spent hours designing and picking just the right toy for each of the characters. Everything about the nativity was wrong or out of place. Who would have thought Bart Simpson would be Jesus, right? And putting him in a shopping cart as a manger. But at the same time, it was almost perfect too. Not because of the characters, but because of the boy's love for God and Jesus and Christmas that went into the building and the scene out of the materials that he had at hand and then wanting to share it all with his parents. He wanted to be a witness to the good news. What could be more perfect than that? Even if it did feel like you were drinking a dill pickle milkshake. But that's the way we feel sometimes when John the Baptist shows up. Here he is again, once more muddying the waters of Advent and Christmas. But weird Uncle John, who doesn't seem to fit into the Christmas story at all, is a gift from God. Can I get a witness? That's John. 
John reminds us of the important message. John is the annoying Salvation Army bell ringing constantly in our ears, reminding us to take care of the least of these, the poor, the downtrodden, the homeless, the brokenhearted. John is the burnt out ball that makes the whole strand go out. And then it makes us hunt for that one light bulb that will make the whole strand shine again. Early in the Gospel of John, we are told that John the Baptist was a witness who would testify to the light that is Jesus. John's answer to the religious leader's questions continues with the language of testimony as he confesses that he is not the Messiah. And we see a pattern at work here. John's actions are proclamation all their own. But those actions draw attention and those others come to him, which gives him an opportunity to testify to share his story of God's life and his way and his love. Can we get a witness? Well, that's John. That alarm clock voice telling us that the birth of Christ is just around the corner. And if we don't quiet our spirits or focus our hearts, leave them all and journey out to the wilderness where the manger is located, We'll miss it. We need John to get our attention as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He's the witness that says, I'm not the light. I am just telling you to get ready to open your hearts and your eyes so that when the light does appear, you won't mistake it for something else. Can we get a witness? Do you know what I mean? Have you ever experienced this? Whose actions of faith have drawn your attention? How have these stories of faith been a comfort or even a challenge for you? Our actions need to be, well, maybe not as ambitious as baptizing the whole community in the river for people to take notice. But our actions, nonetheless, are following the way of Jesus will draw people's attention. And their curiosity then gives us an opportunity to testify, to share our stories of transformation and faith and hope and love. Today we hear testimony from our choirs and those around us participating. It is a witness of deep faith as we prepare for the birth of Jesus. It is fuel for our fires, the source of our own proclamation, the Bart Simpson for our own testimonies. So can I get a witness? Amen.